We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, yes. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Some housekeeping notes before we get into today's episode. This episode is already up on the Patreon. Well, was already up on the Patreon. So if you are a Patreon member, make sure you're listening, especially during the summer. A lot of the episodes are pre-recorded in advance. I am currently in Arizona for a bachelor party. Shout out Josh. Shout out to the rest of the guys as we're out there. So this was recorded earlier in the week. MP and I talk about the AFC East. The NFC podcast is scheduled for Monday. So if you are a Patreon member, you can get that now at the time that you're listening to this podcast. You could get the Monday podcast as well. Support for the show comes from Patreon, patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. There's also a website now for Veterans Minimum, veteransminimum.com. You could get access to everything there. The Spotify links, Apple links, the YouTube links, a bio of the show. There's merch also, the new tie-dye hats vm tie-dye hats the pre-sale are going up now so if you buy a hat expect it to be shipped over to you within the next two weeks that would mean a lot to me if you guys go and check out the website give us some feedback let us know what you think hit us up on all social media outlets the social media outlets are on there as well so yeah man uh taking a little bit of a break from podcasting though it's not going to appear like that to all of you a lot of these episodes have been pre-recorded but it's a little bit of a downtime now in the sports world and going to take some time off. But there's going to be two episodes moving forward each week like normal. But a lot of them are pre-recorded in advance. There's a podcast and show coming up that I think you guys are going to be really, really excited about. But yeah, just uh, this is a memo to the Patreon members. The merch is going out when I come back from the uh, little getaway to Arizona as well because... My merch guy did some traveling. He went to Europe and he was in Vegas, actually. So he is um, first on his menu when he comes back. So I haven't forgotten all the people's emails and addresses and size. All that stuff is going to be shipped out at the same time. So I appreciate the patience. Thank you all for supporting the show. The show is doing very well, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the football season, as I know all the you legends are as well. There's going to be a lot of extra content on there. Working on some stuff to have bonus episodes, podcast exclusives, uh, a third episode of VM that's going to live just on the Patreon. Impy's going to be helping with that. Um, and yeah, just uh, adding some new wrinkles to the show, man. I'm excited. I think you guys are going to love it. 
and yeah just some housekeeping notes before we get going on the pod we talk about the afc east shout out qb1 zach wilson for many many reasons and yeah thank you for the support and we will catch you guys next time props yeah like for pitchers like over one and a half walks really yeah <laughs> yo you know what i've noticed when i go to connecticut to danny's crib they have completely different props bets like you know how in the beginning you were doing you shots, were on me goal. shots on goal for hockey over Amazing. there they have it all and over there also you can parlay uh mika Kreider, and kako to all get a point I- where here you can't you can't no you can only, only goal sh- scoring yeah parlays, which yeah. are longer shots Long, right yeah. those you could parlay like anytime goal score but it's weird how each state kind of got different rules you know in new york you can't bet on individual awards mm-hmm. you can it needs to be box score dependent so you can't bet on mvp because it's a vote rookie of the year coach of the year shit like that you can't so those would have to be offshore markets or for the most part like in new jersey you can go and bet MVP, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. If, it, if it's big mobile by you, you just drive to a bordering state and you put the bet in. Right, right. Where in New York, it one of the loopholes that they got, um, they got the government to like dive into sports betting and allow it was you couldn't bet on individual awards because those are voted on by like beat writers and shit. So. Maybe there's a bias, you know, if like, say I'm a beat writer and I have a vote for MVP and I know that you're my boy, you got 10K on fucking Mike Trout. Who knows? There could yeah. be some bias. So they don't allow you to bet on those in New York. Which is whatever. We're close to Jersey. If you feel strongly, like I'm going to probably put about a Paolo Rookie of the Year bet in. Yeah? Like so. Paolo, huh? Yeah. Uh, amazing by the magic. Just keeping their mouth shut the entire time. Odds were flipping back and forth. Him and Jabari. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think I'm gonna. He's gonna get a lot of opportunity. He's gonna fill the stat sheet. That's another thing you couldn't bet on in New York. What? The draft picks. Oh, oh abs- yes. Because those, there's also a predetermined outcome in a way. Yeah. Like, like the Super Bowl halftime show song list. Yeah, that's another <laughs> one too. Because those are things you could bet on that people. There is a way to find an answer to it. Like if you know someone close to the Magic, they might tell you like if they and if they trust you, they could be like, yo. We're definitely taking Paolo, bro. Yes. And then you run and you're just like, oh, shit, plus 900. Yep. And then all of a sudden, so yeah. those kind of bets, you're not allowed to put on them. I, I, NFL draft, NHL, anything you could bet on draft-wise, it's uh, it's not allowed. But let's get into the AFC East. Excited? First of all. Yo, now you love him. Uh, yo. Come on, baby. Zach. Wilson, uh, hooking baby. up with his mom's friend. Yo, first ballot Hall of Famer right away. 
So for those of you who don't know, what he has a little savage in him, yo. You know, Mormon, mad quiet. Yo, not everyone from Utah is a Mormon. That's true. That's true. I've been there. I know stereotypes. I I know. know. I've been there. Um, (laughs) For those of you who don't know the story, talk to him. First of all, yeah, I'm gonna tell the story first, and then I'll give you my little take. So, so for people who don't know. Um, Zach Wilson's former girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, whatever you want to call it. Um, Great girl, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, what is she? She uh, she was with him at the draft. Yes. She, she, I, no, I thought like her profession. I thought like she's in in the media or maybe she's just an influencer. Anyway, um, content, something. Anyway, mm. uh, you know, they split up, um, you know, and, and, and she went to go date one of his BYU teammates. Uh, someone called her a homie hopper. Oh, who, by the way, this BYU team, if I'm not mistaken, is in the NFL as well. Mm. Uh, so, you know, people call her homie hopper and she's out here saying, um, well, actually he's the one hopping on his mom's friend and cheated on me with my mom, with, with his mom's friend who his mom is, is, is pretty young and, and, and quite attractive as well. Um, so the world found out that Zach Wilson's hooking up with moms, um, and I want to say he woke up. I bet you he thought it was going to be completely different. Like he was probably worried. And now everyone's kind of crowning him, right? Like, like, like your reaction is hilarious. And I bet you he didn't think that was coming. Like the entire like football world is just like praising him in a way. Like, yeah, like he got he got some savage in him, bro. Yeah. Like everyone was just, you know, there was the famous video of him with all the other guys that got drafted. And he just looked like so out of place. I was like, Oh my God, what's happening? And yeah. then, like, even his rookie year, just mad quiet and shit. And, you know, with the headband, too. Just, just but this guy, weird give, vibe. This get, was like, yeah, cool this points. Guy, this guy's Some cool nice. points. Yeah. Mad cool, yeah. son. Nice. What was the dude from American Pie? Uh, Stifler? No, but. Oh, he, oh, uh, Finch. Finch. Yo, shouts to Kenny King Jr., yeah. bro. He had his tweet went viral. He's like, I'm going to tell my kids that this is Zach Wilson. Yo. That's a great That was a good one. Great, great tweet. Uh, but I'm excited about the division, man. I think uh, a couple teams got better. Yo, I know we're kidding. We're like we're having fun with the Zach Wilson thing, but I think he's a big part of this division, not only for this year and moving forward, right? Like, yeah. you've been high on him from the beginning. I'm all in now. Like, I think every QB list, he better start at number one. And yeah. then, you know, just moving forward. Again, kidding a little bit. But I think he's very important, man, to what this division is going to look like. Because if he's competent, he checks a lot of the boxes of a guy who could take that second year leap that I always love. Mm -hmm. You know, like last year I was all in on the Herbert uh, second year leap, which he took one. And then Joe Burrow just completely flew under the radar. It might've been you, it might've been Dunbar, maybe even Allen saying, yo, what about Burrow? But we had the concerns with the knee yes, and the offensive line not being addressed. Well, all that stuff got thrown out the window. They go all the way to the Super Bowl. So Zach Wilson now, again, they address... The Offensive wide receiver, oh. right? They get him another wide receiver. Now he has Elijah Moore, and he got Garrett Wilson coming yep. in. The, you addressed all. I thought that line. was the biggest move, the Tomlinson signing from San Francisco, because you bring over a guy who knows the system through and through. Mm. You know, he knows the the Shanahan scheme extremely well. He he, he played for Lafleur in San Francisco. Um, he's still on the right side of, you know, he's not old by any way, shape or form. I think this is like his second contract or, so he's not like this old washed up offensive lineman and he's like an all pro caliber, pro bowl caliber he offensive lineman. He was also lineman. a former first round pick yeah, yeah. with Detroit. Lakin so, Tomlinson, I yeah, believe yeah, is yeah. his name. So, um, I think 
that was a great move to your point. They go in the first round, they take a receiver. Um, and now he has three, three, uh, you know, arguably three good receivers. Um, they draft, they sign a couple tight ends. Um, right. Uzoma. Uh, uh, so I, I like some of the moves they made. And they took the kid from New Jersey, the tight end from Ohio State. Ooh, his family was diehard Jets fans, fans, right? By the way, Ohio State didn't really utilize the tight end that well. Everything that I heard was if he was in a different offense, he would have went much higher in the draft. Yeah, th- some people compared him to O.J. Howard. Maybe not the skill set, but the circumstance of college. Like, O.J. Howard was a top pick. And you look at his numbers, I don't know how many catches he had, but it wasn't anything like, holy shit, this guy should be a top tight end. But it's like, yo, the way he was utilized in college, yeah. it didn't really translate, translate to what he could become in the yeah. NFL. A little injuries yeah. has derailed his career for the most part, but he's still a solid guy when he's out there. So let's dive into it, man. As far, We're going to do some additions, some subtractions, maybe give out like a best bet in each division kind of thing as, as we tie all these together. I think for me, when you're looking at the AFC East, is the obvious addition Tyreek Hill? It's not mine. It's not yours. So to me, it's Tyreek Hill. That's and I cool. want to I want to elaborate a little bit more with it because I did feel like that might be the duh take, and I don't. That, with, that's why I shied away from it. Yeah, with these, I, I try not to give those obvious ones because I feel like everyone's gonna have that, right? So I like thinking a little bit off the grain. So for me, the reason why I think it's Tyreek is what he does for the offense is going to be fascinating with Gasicki, the running backs, uh, Waddle, who probably the the player comp coming out of college for Waddle was Tyreek Hill. And now you have both of them on the team. And now with Tua, this is year three now, and it's pretty much make it or break it. Yep. Because I feel like he might have the best weaponry of any of the quarterbacks within yeah. three, four years of the league. 100%. Like, I, I think Cincinnati has a strong case, without a doubt. Like, that that trio that they have, Higgins and Chase and Boyd, I think that might be the best trio in the league, so I'm backtracking a little bit already. But I think what this this Tyreek move does is, yeah, it's a boatload of money, Yeah. but we've both agreed in the sense of, like, well, you're not paying your quarterback yet, so let's see. This is an investment you're making to help your quarterback, so let's see, like, what's good with Tua. Yep. Because he's going to get paid soon if he is your guy. Yep. So to me, Tyreek, what he means for that franchise and what it's going to do for Tua, because now there's no more excuses, bro. Nothing. It's not It's not Albert Wilson and Devontae Parker and shit. It's yeah. like, now you got Waddle, who I, I'm pretty sure broke the rookie catch record last year. Yeah. And then you have Tyreek Hill and now. Gusecki, and who's Gusecki, who's no slouch. Mostert. Most it's also, it. yo, what Miami did, I think it's not just the big names. It's also the depth. Cedric Wilson they brought in, who's yeah, amazing yeah. on third down, quick. Bro, every time he started for the Cowboys, he put up like 100 yards. It was wild. Last year it was uh, Miles Gaskin. You replace him with Mostert. Well, not replace him, but now you kind of go into the season with just more depth. Yeah, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Mostert, by the way, one of the probably the one of the fastest players in the NFL. And you have the two fastest wide receivers in the NFL, arguably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have arguably three of the fastest players at their position, or just generally speaking in the entire NFL, yeah. on the same team. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Dolphins. Um, you could have 2,000-yard receivers. Um, the team is built so that if Tua doesn't show out, they can easily fill in someone for next year, like a Stafford. Um, we'll talk about storylines, but you know Brady was supposed to be a Dolphin if Flores never sued the NFL. To me, that's the biggest, like, what the fuck? No one's talking about this as much as it should be talked about. Yeah. Because we're talking about this Tua stuff. He... 
there's a chance he wouldn't have even been here if the Brady thing happened. For those of you who don't know, there were rumors and speculation and reporting that Brady was going to uh, unretire, uh, um, land dead with the Dolphins. Um, he has ties. Obviously, he went to Michigan, the owner of the Dolphins, mm-hmm. uh, Michigan guy, Stephen Ross. Um, Brady knows some people, the minority owners in, in Miami as well. There was going to be this plan in place where he came in quarterback for the Dolphins, and then he would retire and uh, uh, got like ownership too, par- right? partial ownership. Yeah. You know how it goes. Um, but Brian Flores, we all know, sued the uh, sued the NFL. I don't know if he sued the Dolphins or it was just the NFL. Um, but anyway, I know the Giants are like looped into that lawsuit yeah, too. And 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 we can dig into that another day, a, a deeper dive. But anyway. Th- that's a crazy storyline, but the team is in place so that if Tua doesn't show out, they can just – the team's in place. Let's put another quarterback in there, and, and we'll be ready to go. So it's a good situation, I think, you know? And, and I don't know. Tua – I would say it's hard to assess his performance because, by all accounts, they had the worst offensive line in last year. Like, one of the worst offensive lines according to, like, pass, pass block metrics as well. So it's funny because like coming out, I wasn't the biggest tool guy, but similar to how Baker has turned into, it's like I was never super high on him, but I'm also higher on, I think, what the consensus is on him now. I know exactly what you mean, because sometimes it's a lot of players go through that yeah. where they come in with such lofty expectations, but then you're kind of not there yet. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to a point where you're completely off him. Yep. You're like, nah, man, it's not that crazy. Yeah. That was like me with Josh Rosen until like last week. <laughs> you gave up. I was just holding up. You know, like when a wrestler's in the sharpshooter and he's reaching for that bottom rope and then eventually they get dragged back to the middle and they tap? That was me. Like, well, he out. could play in the XFL. Yeah. The USFL. People, the people's champ is running. I'm just saying. Bro. But um, yo, shout out to the USFL. The, the Stallions, Stallions. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Tyreek Hill, Gasecki, mm-hmm. Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Chase Edmonds, Rohim. Raheem Mostert, they, you know, uh, some 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 interesting moves and some guys that are already in place. But to me, the additions to Ron Armstead, the offensive lineman for the Dolphins, he's the arguably, not arguably, he is a top five tackle in the NFL since 2018, probably even since before that. Uh, and since they let, since they traded Laramie Tunsil to Houston, uh, that position has just been a turnstile. Mm. Um, I mean, it's been a turnstile for quite some time. The Dolphins have struggled. Um, with the offensive line, I think, for, for an extended period of time. Um, so I think bringing him in, it, it, they immediately get better. Um, and you have this off, you know, this great scheme in place you know, with Mike McDaniel, who um, seems like a consolation prize for the Dolphins because part of this Brady rumor was that Sean Payton was going to come as well. It was going to be a package deal. Sean Payton is the coach. Brady was the quarterback. But... You know, I think they've done a really good job, man, of building this team. They're going to be really fast. Fucking Garoppolo got to the Super Bowl, you know, with San Francisco. So I just think the arm strength is not necessarily the biggest deal in this offense. It's accuracy. It's timing routes. That's what Tua is really good at. He's mobile, too, which gives you an added element. Um, I'm, I'm really intrigued by the Dolphins this year. So, you know. I wasn't high on him, but now, you know, two and on coming, man. Just, you got to be nice to two at all times. I mean, you bring up some strong points, dude. And now with, with Daniel there, the the yak stuff, the yep. underneath stuff, you saw what he was doing with Debo. I could see them utilizing Tyreek like that. Yep. And just, you play to your strengths. Like, that's what good coaches do, too, right? Like, yeah, you have your system, but also, like, if you have players that 
are that good or that elite, just find ways. Get to the ball in their hands. Yeah. And just so you know, when he was first hired, Mike McDaniel, because I listen to Levitar, everybody knows when he like the first day he, he was doing his pressers or whatever, he went on the Levitar show and, and, and they were like, you know, is there anything, any players we should be on the lookout for? He's like draft Jalen Waddle in fantasy, draft Jalen Waddle in fantasy. So for a coach to come out and just say that, mm-hmm. I'm taking him probably like Yeah. Second, third round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's coming after off a monster year too. But um the the addition to Armstead. Yeah. What about a subtraction? What you got for a subtra- uh, subtraction? JC Jackson, New England. Yeah. It's kind of where I was at too, man. Cause the thing is, like, the t- the, the division got better. Like Buffalo got better, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. The Jets got better. Buffalo, like a lot of these teams, got better. There weren't many like big subtractions. That was like the biggest subtraction, and I also think, you know, they tend to know what they're doing. It's like, what would Belichick do? Right? It's mm-hmm. usually a a good north star to fo- north star to follow. But I don't know. Well, I think the the one thing that everyone always usually says when it comes to free agents with Belichick is if he lets them go, and they're young guys. It's a little concerning. I'm like that with all players. Whenever a team makes no effort to re-sign you, that's always just a little bit like one red flag. It's not the end of the world, but I just feel as if they know you the best. They drafted you. They know your medical history. they They know you the best of any other team on the market. So for them to just be like, eh, good. All good. I will say this. The Patriots are historically and notably frugal. Mm. So I would say, like, I agree with you, but they may not be the best example, although they are a team historically that have been great. Yeah. So It works out because it's them. Yeah. That's fair. But I, I would agree with you. Like, if it's a competent franchise, like the Spurs, like, I think we talked about it with DeJounte Murray. Like, did they sell high? Right. You know, like, the Spurs are a... a you know, they've probably been the best NBA franchise over the last, what, 20 years? Mm-hmm. What was that? Yeah, consistent. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, just... You know. No, that's not true. We always say the same thing about when the Spurs draft a Euro guy versus all 20 any, any other, other team. teams. Spurs draft a Euro guy. It's like, oh, shit, he's the next one. And then when the Pelicans do it, it's like, yeah, of course. Or, or Washington, Jan Vesely. Yeah, let me guess. Yeah. He uh, He's going to your team, which we'll cover another day. But JC Jackson, I think... 50%, roughly 50% of the snaps, he's guarding the other team's best player mm. or best receiver. So he's a guy that follows receivers. He doesn't just stay on one side, which is important when you're giving money to a big guy. And he, there's some good receivers in this division now. Hell yeah. So you got your Tyree Kill. You got your Stephon Diggs. You got a couple different guys on the Jets. Um, that's a big loss for a team that you could argue already had the down arrow. Could. We'll see. Yeah, New England does check a lot of the boxes for me as a team that's going to regress. And mainly it's because the conference is just out of control, dude. Yeah. Like, I I would put it as I'd be shocked if two AFC East teams make the playoffs. I really would. I really think it's Buffalo versus the field there. It's very similar to how I feel about the NFC South, where it's Tampa Bay and everyone else. And yeah. I know you're a little higher on, like, the Saints. Yeah, but. You like Miami, but. In, in the NFC, it's completely different where, like, the Saints could sneak in with, like, eight wins. Where, bro, I feel like you need 11 wins in this AFC this year. There's really, off the top of my head, there's three teams I see have no chance at the playoffs in the AFC. The Texans, the Jaguars, and the Jets. Yeah, that's fair. Everyone else, I, I think, 
is an eight to fourteen win team. Exciting, right? Sucks if you're in that. Yeah, you set your expectations accordingly, though. Before we get into uh, X Factor, can I just give you some win totals and you just yeah yeah you yeah just, you know just real quick. Dolphins nine and a half, Jets six, Jets over most wagered over. Similar, a lot of a lot of shades of the Bengals last year, right? A lot of similarities. Not a lot, a few, couple. Second year quarterback. You just drafted the wide receiver in the first round. Unproven head coach. Unproven head coach. Suspect defense. That has, like the Jets defense. If it could make a leap to like. Middle of the pack. 15 yeah. to 19. You get Lawson back, who who was their big free agent, who they signed last year. Yeah, who was a non-factor because he got hurt. And yeah. Um, Three first-round picks. Three first-round picks. Vera Tucker, I saw this, like, executives list that they put out. He's, like, one of the, like, the hottest commodities. Like, he's, because he's so versatile. Like, in college, he started, like, all Every position. four of the five positions. And now the biggest question mark is a second year leap with yeah, Wilson. from the quarterback. Yeah, which I started rewatching some uh, Zach Wilson stuff, uh, even prior to this whole uh, thing that made him jump to the QB one for me. Yo, he did, he did some dope shit last year, man. Especially when he came back yep, from, from the, the injury. injury, and you were like saying it too. But sometimes I do feel like you get a little happy eyes, googly eyes with the players. But you were right, man. You were definitely right. So. You did prove me wrong on that one. Uh, Buffalo, 11 and a half wins. And then the Pats, eight and a half. I, kinda, I think I want to go under on Pats. Under on Pats, right? Yeah. Division odds, we have the Bills at minus 220. This is like consensus. I'm looking at a list of like nine, nine different books. Uh, minus 220, Pats plus 500, Dolphins plus 450, Jets 22 to 1. I think you're right. I think it's Buffalo's division, but that there's not much value there on that. Do you think minus two? It all depends. Do you think they should be a bigger favorite? Maybe they lose a, one of an early game during the season and you take it week three. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. That's that's juiced. Yeah. But the only point. other big favorite in all of football is Tampa Bay at minus 300. So the Bucks are the biggest favorite. Of all division like leaders going into next year. Yeah. Um, all right. The biggest storyline to me is the combination of the two second year quarterbacks in this division, Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. Uh, one, I think, has a higher ceiling than the other from a, like a production and like skill set standpoint. Like I, I think Zach Wilson, he's the kind of quarterback I would gravitate to. I love a gunslinger. You know I don't give mm-hmm. a damn about interceptions. I think interception stats are overrated. Don't turn the ball over inside your twenty or R twenty, right? So that you throw Sometimes a pick, a pick is like a punt. Yeah. Better than a punt. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. If it's like third and eighteen, you're trying to make a play. But I like the aggressiveness. I don't want Alex Smith. I don't want those kind of guys. I want a guy that's going to throw yeah. it at the sticks, try to pick up first downs, make plays. Yeah. I can live with that. So that's how Zach Wilson is. Where Mac Jones strikes me as a guy who's a game manager. He's someone who 
If he's playing with a lead, he's elite. If he's down 10 points, cash that ticket, and he ain't coming back. And there were a lot of examples last year where whenever they fell behind, game was a wrap. Yeah, they beat the Bills in the wind. Yeah, and it was totally <laughs> just game managed the whole time. What do you throw? Three passes it was? It was like a high school football. It was like well, I was playing at Bryant. Yeah, wing T. So shout out to the wing <laughs> T. So to me, the, the, the leap of the second-year quarterback, because you know, it's wild how – for the longest time, the Bills were the team searching for a guy, mm-hmm. and now they found one. And it seems like all the other teams are kind of searching for a guy long term. Yeah, that's fair. Although no love for T-Mobile, though. Nah. <laughs> T-Mobile was there for what three years? Definitely broke the drought. So congrats to him. He'll be your starting quarterback. Soon. He will. He will. Um, yeah. Shouts to T-Mobile. Yeah. No. I mean, I think the division's in in interesting hands. Uh, I met, look, I love Zach Wilson. He he made steps that second half of the season. Um, but I still think there's value to what Mac Jones provides, and I think he'll only get better. Um, he looks skinny, Mac Jones. I saw he, that. He's he's in better shape. Or, I don't know. I hate using, like, a visual yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to dictate whether I, you know, whether someone's in shape or not because, you know, a lot of that's internal as well. Um, but... I'm just the Patriots really blew their load last offseason. Excuse me, right? Yeah, they did spend a lot of money, and like they didn't really get anyone crazy. Yeah, didn't they have the same kind of offseason like the Jaguars did this year? Yeah. Like I remember last year, the only addition I liked with was, was like Judon, who was like one of yeah. Uh, oh well, Hunter Henry played well last year. Yeah, but mm. I mean, they just the problem was the two tight ends. It was. Also, yeah, the you brought in two. Like yeah, and then it was like, uh, what's his name? Ag- no, not Aguilar. Yeah, Aguilar. Yeah, Aguilar. Yeah, it Gave was Aguilar. a lot of money to Aguilar, too. And it was just like a lot of additions where it was, they were solid pieces. Kind of mid. Mid Yeah, moves. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what the Jaguars did. Yeah. So that's that to me is the biggest storyline. What you got? I mean, to me, I mentioned it, but it's, it's this Brady almost was the quarterback of the Dolphins. Mm. Imagine in division. You get to play the Patriots twice. I Sean Payton, Brady, Miami. Imagine he's going from Tampa to Miami too. Like there, there was just so many interesting tidbits of that whole thing. Um, and then Brian Flores suing, literally changed everything. Put it on his face. Brady retires, unretires, goes back to Tampa. Doesn't want uh, your boy. Uh, Bruce Arians to be the coach. Uh, he steps down. I'm unretired. The, the whole Brady to Miami saga was really interesting. And I and 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 although he's not in the division right now, um, that was fascinating to me. And uh, and and I'm sure he may be there in in a year or two. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that were to happen. Um, but it's the. It's the Brady to Miami that never happened. Brady to Miami that never happened. Yeah, no, that's definitely fair, dude. I think it's uh, it's definitely interesting to see how that plays out. Because this isn't like, like a lot of times, and I know I'm kind of giving it away, but and obviously I'm going to talk about my favorite team, but I love what the Giants did this offseason. But I don't think it's going to translate to anything this year. But some of these moves could set up teams for next year and the year after. So, like, if the Jets hit on all these draft picks and you parlay the two 
the two last draft classes, you're looking at the Jets next Diff- year. Yeah. Like, whole oh, shit, watch yeah. out. You just want to see them making the right the right steps in that the, direction. And the funny thing is just like with the Dolphins, is like everything out of the Tyree Kill podcast, all of the media reports is everyone's hyping Tua up and he looks great, Tua looks great. But it's like, yo, all of the concrete reporting suggested that they didn't want him to be the quarterback. Mm. So like it's funny to have to like to be in his shoes. Not funny. It, it, it's unique to have to be in his shoes. Granted, it's Tom Brady. I don't think anyone would take it personal if the franchise wanted to replace you with Tom Brady. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's another way to think about it. But um, I don't know. Two is my X factor. Really? Okay. I think if he plays well, they definitely make the playoffs. That's fair. Hmm. Because they're, the secondary is very good. I'd say elite. Yeah. Good pass rush, elite secondary, the fastest offense in the league. If Tua, you know, could put it together, that's a playoff team. Can I read you their schedule? Yeah. And we could play the whole, like, (laughs) win-loss, 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 just to to see how you feel. So, open up home New England at Baltimore, home Buffalo – at Bengals, at Jets. Three and two? That is optimistic, three and two. How many, which were the tough games? Which of the games are in Miami? New England, Buffalo, in at home. And then you go at Baltimore, at Bengals, at Jets. They'll beat the Jets. I mean, it's not a guarantee. Yeah. But. Then you got Minnesota, Pittsburgh at home, at Detroit, at Chicago, home, Cleveland. Cleveland will not be the same team. They're going to be playing with a backup. I mean, well, they played with a backup last year. Too. I mean, it depends what happens with Watson, right? Like what, what, his, what, what game of the season is that? That's game 10. So if he gets an eight-game suspension. What if he gets a – there's reports he may get a year. I mean, the year would be what I would expect him to get. Yeah, so uh, for me, Cleveland, I'm – You've also heard from like two games to a whole season. Like yeah. that, that whole shit is a fucking – it's chaos. After Cleveland is a bye, then you got home Houston at San Fran at the Chargers at Buffalo. Three straight road games. I wonder if one of them is a no, it's not. I was wondering if it was like a, one of those like weird London games. And then they play Green Bay at home at New England, home to the Jets. Damn. It's kind of a weird schedule, bro. Yeah. Like, it all depends on how you're factoring these teams also going into next year. So I like that though with uh with Tua, I think that's that's pretty fair to say he's definitely an X factor because if he's successful and has a good year, that means that the Dolphins are probably going to play really well and then surprise some people. Yo, I got an X factor for you, and I'm pissed because you're in my fantasy league, bro. We bringing back the league. Okay. I think this dude can win rookie of the year. The running back on the Bills, Cook. James Cook. Dalvin's brother. Dalvin's younger brother coming out of Georgia. His odds to be rookie of the year are 14 to 1. I think he's the starter by week six. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, cool. But they drafted him for a reason. Yeah. And I think that the Buffalo offense, now with Gabe Davis becoming a number two, and I mean, shit, the last time we saw him, he 200 yards. And four touchdowns on the Chiefs. You still got Stephon Diggs there. You also, how about this? Bring in Manny Sanders, bro. Yeah. Look at the last couple quarterbacks he's played with. Not exactly elite. Yeah. Now I got Josh Allen. And and you're not asked to do a lot. 
you're the number three option, maybe even number four with, with the Dawson Knox relationship too. Dude, James Cook, I'm taking him in all my dynasty leagues. Even though I don't play dynasty, I'm just using that as an expression. Uh, I think he is a guy I'm taking high in drafts, and I'm going to have a league winner kind of guy. The only downside is that Josh Allen inside the red zone takes the touchdowns. Yeah. I'm talking about like the impact he's going to have on this uh, on this offense. James Cook, 14-1 to 1, rookie of the year. I was telling you, let's have some bets too. Like Could be some long shots, some wild ones. That's, that's one of my favorite borderline long shot, nice juicy odds. He was 50-1 to 1 after the draft. Do you have the numbers in front of you? Yeah. Where's a player? Where's Brees Hall? Eight to one. So better odds than James Cook. Yeah. I mean Garrett Wilson, nine to one. I just I know the Jets are gonna want to run that rock. They took him at the top of the second round. Everyone had him as a first round running back. I was surprised they took him. Because mm. a lot of we a lot of Jeff fans, we love Michael Carter, man. But I think it's clear he's not an every down yeah, back. I'm aware in the group chat. It was a one-on-nine ambush in that group chat where you guys were telling me they have great weapons. I'm like, yo, they, they don't even have a running back. You guys were telling me Michael Carter was LT. I was like, yo, you just drafted a guy in the second round. He's clearly not the running back. Yeah. But now it's cool. Two-headed two, two uh, two monster. It's not like there's – we talk about this all the time. Like how many – Bell cows 25 are carry running backs are there. There's not yeah. a lot, bro. Like I, I even think Minnesota, if they should run two running backs. How many times does Madison step in and it's like oh, 12 yard run? Yeah. 20, oh yeah. Because Dalvin Cook misses like a game or two every year and he comes in and it's like oh, 100 yards. So it's it's weird. You kind of do need two running backs. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's not the worst thing. It was just funny because of our discussion. Who uh, who else is up there? So the favorite is Kenny Pickett, Drake London, Traylon Burks, your boy Hall, Christian Watson, Garrett Wilson, Kenneth Walker III, Chris Olave, Sky Moore. Then you have four players at 14 to 1. Jameson Williams with the Lions, James Cook, Desmond Ritter, and Jahan Dotson. If the thing about Jameson is he the injury, right? Is he going to He got hurt in like January, so mm-hmm. he's probably going to They may ease him in. He's easily a pup guy. You got any bets for this division that you like? Give me yours first. So uh, one of them was, I, I have like a, I don't want to call it a sure thing, but I like James Cook, 14 to 1 for Rookie of the Year. I think that's a little enticing. I like Buffalo to win the division. Parlayed. With the Pats to miss the playoffs, could get you plus two fifteen there, Ib. You know you get a little switched on when you I, see a plus number. I don't. You do. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he is the king of eight legged parlays, or minus one hundred two. <laughs> you just take like you know two. You know you just take like four minus three hundred fake. Like oh here's plus money. Yeah, you need yeah. to hit four fucking bets. Um. There's, I love, I, I like the Dolphins to make the playoffs. Mm. Um, now, but the thing is, though, now that we've kind of dug into the, I, I don't, I, I just hate doing this at this point. I would much rather give a pick. Well, these aren't the official picks. Yeah. It's just like sometimes you want to try to get in on these bets early. Like, this is the time of year where I try to get, I prefer player props. 
to be wagered on as opposed to team props. Because player props, it could be the report where, you know, Justin Herbert lights it up in practice and he looks the best. You know, how many times you get that report where, oh, this is the best shape this running back's in? Yeah. Or this is the best training camp he's had. So player props tend to move more than like team props. I would say if you could get the Bills at something better than like minus 200, I would probably do that. I just think like anything after minus 200, you maybe wait. Mm-hmm. What is the? Can you tell me what the Bills schedule is? Actually, I could look it up. Yeah, you pull that up while I do that. Because. Depending on who they play early on, I don't know how much it would swing the number. <sighs> Yo, can I give you another one I think is interesting? Damn, Bills, Rams, season opener, and then Titans. Yeah. Maybe if they go one and two, maybe I. The more I think about that number, though, if you can get them one minus one eighty. Minus 170 after a loss or whatever it is. That's something that I would think about, but maybe Mm. wait a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think think Buffalo to win the division. Unless something tragic happens to Josh Allen, like there's no way that team doesn't win. Like a lot of games. Especially now you have the, we just, you know what bet I think is interesting? Plus 450, the Bills to have the best record in football. That's. Think about it. If you're Buffalo going into this year. They might have been the best team I saw last year. Bro, bro. They were like seven seconds away from making it to the... Yeah, 13 seconds before 13 the, Butker, seconds. the Butker field goal, right? If you're Buffalo, you're saying to yourself, yo, we can't lose that game to the Jaguars. We can't lay that egg to Pittsburgh at home week one. Remember I was on that plus 280 Pittsburgh? That was the narrative bet. Coming into the year, I was like, Pittsburgh's going to be trash. They blow and Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl. And I was like, week one, like you're hammering that, right? I think this year, if you're Buffalo going into the season, you get the running back, you get another weapon, your defense, you, you know, you're going to have uh, Tredavious White back, too, mm-hmm. which I remember talking about in the playoffs how like Tyreek Hill would get shut down against them, and then Tyreek Hill went wild in that playoff game. If you're Buffalo, your thinking is, yo, let's try to get this in Bill's Mafia. Make everybody have to come to Buffalo yeah. in January. And that plays to their advantage with the big physical quarterback. And think about the teams in the AFC that would have to go there. Any other? It's funny that now that yeah, man. Miami, the Chargers, like you know, I have a hard on for the Chargers. But can you imagine Herbert and them going in there in January? Yeah, minus twelve degrees. LA team. It's Clifford. I burned that ticket early. Yeah. So I think if you're Buffalo, plus four fifty to have the best record in football, I think that is very juicy. I like it. We'll do more like we next month. We'll do like our official picks. But these are something to, you know, I to noodle on. Just a heads up, everything I mentioned, like I throw a little twenty piece, twenty five, nothing too crazy. The bigger bets happen around like Labor Day weekend. You usually can't when I take lock it. In. It's tough to take anything right now. I think, unfortunately, a little injury here or there. Granted, some of these bigger name guys mm. probably aren't going to play as much. But what's your take? Would you put in a bet right now? I mean, obviously, if the value's there, you're doing it. Or would you wait? I wait until I get the schedule. No, but I'm saying, so don't we have the schedule now for the yeah, NFL? Yeah, yeah. It, it all, it, I try my best to get a read on like what the reports are. Like things do shift in one direction. If like a team, say there's a personality on social media or like Lewis Riddick goes on 
and he says, yo, like he's on Trey Lance to win MVP. Trey Lance was 100 to 1, 60 to 1. Now he's like 30 to 1. Same as Rashawn Gary for a defensive player of the year on the Packers. Started 100 to 1. Someone put $1,000. Pays out a lot of money. Yeah. It moved to 75 to 1. Now it's 60 to 1. So, like things like that, I try to either get in on it early or just not take it at all. Like, eventually it just gets too out of control. I'm like, fuck, man. I didn't like. I guess my question is. Are you going to gain any value between now and right when the season starts? It's probably going to stay the same. So that, to me, that doesn't – then it's like wait. Wait until the right before the season so you don't have to worry about any injuries in camp and preseason. That's just the way that I see it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, though, some books, they void your bet if your player gets hurt. Okay, but if you're prime. taking a team – Yeah, if you're taking a team, yeah. yeah. But that's also the chance that you take, yeah. too. You won't see anything jump to – too like much i guess what i'm saying is like uh, the jets if you want to take an over under on the jets or even the bills for that matter if you don't think the numbers are going to move that much just wait until you get out you get out of training camp you get yeah. out of the, you get out of you know all of these opportunities where one of these guys could get hurt and then you place the bet a little counter to that though what happens if you wait 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 and then week one they go down like what makes that bet any better um i see what you're saying but, yeah. I've always thought about that, too, because I'm like, damn, I don't want to put this bet in in August, and then he gets hurt in the preseason. And then the counter to that is like, yo, he get hurt week one. Tom Brady, 2008, game one, blows out his knee. So if you were a Pets, uh, Pets, if you were a Pats futures holder, does that make you feel any better that he got hurt week one as opposed to, like, end of August? So, look, I'm... I'm more on your side of the thinking, too. Like, I'd rather wait to do it, like, after the preseason. I mean, we do our big fantasy league after the last preseason, last preseason game. game. So, there is – I'm with you on that. I was just trying to be an Man, asshole but you're right. You're right. thinking about it. Because, to me, like, you know, it's the same counter with, like, yo, why, why are we having our draft now in the middle of August? What happens if they get hurt in the preseason? Well, what happens if your number one pick gets hurt in the first game? Yeah, but so, that's different in the sense of for fantasy football purposes. Even if a guy gets hurt week eight, you probably you, you, you may have rode him for the first seven weeks. Yeah, you might have his backup. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Like, the, he provided you value in the weeks before. You're right in the sense of, like, a futures NFL bet or on a player, MVP, you know, whatever it is, offensive players, whatever it is. But for fantasy football, you're 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 getting value for the guy. Let's wrap this one up. We'll talk some NFC East on the next one. You'll be able to hear the next one on the Patreon if you are a Patreon member. So check that out. Patreon.com slash veterans minimum. That episode is gonna be up at the time that you're hearing this one. So if you want to get MP and I back to back, we talk a little bit of the NFC East. Mm, your division. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Veteransminimum.com. You can find some merch. New merch is on there too. We got some summer hats. Uh would be nice if you guys could go and check those out. And if you buy one, if you buy anything from the shop or if you become a Patreon member, uh just tag us. Tag us that you're listening to the show. Tell Tell MP his take is trash or his take is awesome. And then Facts. say the same to me. Um, and yeah, we'll just repost it. We need to start putting an emphasis on you guys uh, helping us grow. And uh, we only grow because you guys listen and tag us. So veteransminimum.com. You find everything you need to find on there. At Nick Day is 10 as you can find me. And MP? I-M-P-Y-7-1-8 on Twitter. Uh, Anthony E. Impostato on Instagram.